Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth I am Maya Tewari and a short episode today to remind us of Ahimsa the state of pure love a wonderful poet Emmett Fox once said there is no difficulty that enough love will not conquer there is no disease that enough love will not heal no door that enough love will not open and no gulf that enough love will not bridge no wall that enough love will not throw down and no sin that enough love will not redeem. It makes no difference how deeply seated may be the trouble, how hopeless the outlook, how muddled the tangle, how great the mistake. Sufficient realization of love will dissolve it all. And if you could love enough, you would be the happiest and most powerful person in the world. It's difficult for us to fathom the power of love when we are in the midst and the muddle of tangles and the midst of evil doings. So much is put upon us, so much is cast by the shadows of others and the shadows of our time that sometimes even I find it difficult to bring the essence of forgiveness to the fore or to understand that even the most primitive neural network that surrounds us is worthy of love. I believe that's the most difficult lesson of humanity and in a person's life. Ahimsa is the highest state of pure love. A hand filled with the love of Ahimsa is a hand that heals others. And I should know that. I have been doing the work of healing for the last 40 years. Our hands and our feet are the perfect conduits of the universe's life force, or prana. Hands and feet are the two farthest extremities of the physical body, the conduits that connect us to Mother Universe. To the great supreme goddess Lalita Mahatripura Sundari. Our hands touch the wind and space and fire. Our feet thread water and earth. They are all in continuous communion with nature's five elements. Our feet carry us from place to place. Our hands embrace, offer, receive, and take. Every fiber of memory strives towards motion, 
just like a child who first begins to walk and touch the objects of the world. We are sustained only by the peaceful memory of our universe, that memory that we ourselves have earned and created within us. Through the practices of food in Ahimsa, I have demonstrated for the last four decades that we can remember, we can reconnect with the spirit of harmony and nonviolence in each and every action in our daily lives and at a deeper place within our thoughts. As we learn to directly receive the Earth's energy through our physical body, gathered in the motion and movement of Ahimsa, we can harness the stupendous feat for being whole and complete and only love is the way. We were given the organs of hands and the organs of feet to bond gently with Mother Earth. Both organs are referred to as the organs of action in the Vedas. Using our limbs to create non-harmful, peaceful, serene actions help us to gain the connectivity to Mother Nature that we so desperately need. For instance, when we perform the simple act of planting the seed to the nourishing of our bodies, vital tissues, to nourish our mind and our memory force, we're able to release bodily excrements and reinvest it into the good earth so that nature's complex cycle of fertilization continues effortlessly. When we squat on the land and dig into her soil and capture the rich aroma of her black earth and marvel at the fragile sprout bursting through the dense earth to catch, to catch a glimmer of sunlight, we will begin to know the goddess, the goddess whom within the soul constitution of each and every person lies. We are then forever changed. Each one of our ancestors possessed in varying degrees these simple and serene ahimsa skills. They are built in within the cosmic anatomy of our human body and within the anatomy of our humanity. They are not skills, so to speak, but harnessed and honed over millennia that informs the sentiency of our cellular memory within us. They carry our ancestors, we carry them. The ancients were so much closer to the living earth than we are. They epitomize nature. They strive to remember the mellifluous sound of Mother Earth as she whistles across the vast expanse of her universe, the effervescence of her light spirit. In their time, the earth was packed by the feet of the farmer. 
and our hands were packed by the bakers who needed large amounts of dough for their community. Pulp fruits were juiced in big vats by the feet of the villagers in the same way that grapes are stomped on to make wine before squeezing machines were invented. In the days when the spirit of the land was carried within us, people died from old age and the plagues, not from degenerative diseases such as cancer, heart disease, AIDS, mental disorder, and phobias which plague us and are progressively growing today. The use of our organs of action, hands and feet, is the moment-to-moment -moment remembering of the five elements of our nature. Our hands are the vital extension of the sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of listening, the sense of hearing, and the sense of knowing with our Creator and our creation as we create. So become comfortable with using your hands and eyes for all measurements. They will grow your intuition in leaps and bounds. Your own handful of food is suitably designed to fill your own stomach. Your finger pinch is suitable to accent the degree of taste that your personal body needs. Use your hands in all of your food preparations. Knead your energies into the dough. Massage your hands with the grains as you wash them. Tear the salad greens and roll the rice balls in the palm of your hand. Measure the spice with your personal pinch. Allow the universal energy to seep in and transform your own energies. The divine grace of nature that's continually refueling and recycling and revitalizing those inherent ancestral ancient memories. When our hands are filled with the blissful work of nurturance, consider the grinding stone for grinding, the mortar and pestle for grounding, the surabachi for positive clockwise energy motion. This is the motion of ahimsa, to put work, to put to work in your sacred temple called the kitchen. The more of nature's essence to be found in each and every utensil or apparatus that you use, the more you will be connected to the divine energies that inspire ahimsa, wholeness, salubriousness in the preparation of your meals. The motion of hand grinding mill compels cognition of your pure nature of love and your infinite capacity to love. This motion connects you to your timeless heritage of humanity. Cooking in the way becomes a form of ahimsa meditation. Ahimsa, through your food practices, gives you such a vast terrain to flow and soften and be who we are 
as human beings filled with the spirit of kindness that exudes family and community and feeds them, nourishes, nurtures them. In the Ahimsa food practices, you discover the beauty with everything and everywhere. Wherever you find yourself, you will be at home. To perform the work of Ahimsa, we must first learn to be comfortable in our own skin. We must envision ourselves as a collective entity, a global being who preserves peace and harmony and strive to live a life of non-hurting regardless of the hurt around us. And I say this again, regardless of the evildoers, the torturous beings that exist around us. And I speak from a very present experience. To remind myself that love is the only solution. The universe's only, only purpose is to enable us to embrace our stupendous nature. Nature is a continuous state of exaltation. Let us not forget that. To know this love is to become love. We are not the fish, bird, animal, human, microbe, and molecules. We are the primordial energy in a highly developed state. When we learn to nourish the body, nurture the mind and its thoughts, we become love. Love is not an emotion. It is an ultimate state of being. And it happens that the greatest platform and place within which we can exercise and manifest and progress love is usually some of the hardest carnal grounds that human beings live in. I have subsisted in such a ground for the past decade here in the mountains of Mount Pisgah in Candler, North Carolina where some of the deepest, most primitive neural network exists still. And I understand that it is a deeper, a much darker opportunity to harvest the ultimate love. And so I say to you, with a great deal of passion, compassion and love, that love is not an emotion. It is the ultimate state of our being. I am directing that love to myself. And if you're attuned to your own inner harmony, you will also receive it. And whatever illness or ill feelings or evil that is being put upon you at this very moment, know that I am with you that the love that I hold sacred and dear to my heart at this very moment will reach you. 
and all of the difficulties will dissipate as they need to and as they should. Ahimsa practice helps us to refine our humanity and we are in dear need of repairing our humanity and regaining sentiency so that we do not lose the human awareness. So when you prepare the next meal for yourself and your family, make it wholesome. Prepare it with love. Prepare it with the limbs of your hands, the hand of sadhana. When a seed bulges through the earth and sprouts into virgin green, know that it is love. Every movement in nature, when in a state of balance, is infused with love. Even the destructive natures have love as the foundation, although they may not recognize it, the doers of these actions. The creation and its impeccable wisdom endow us with the heart, which throbs through the little finger and little toe of our organs of action. Let us open our hearts with joy, the joy of Ahimsa, the joy of practicing in Ahimsa, and reclaim our true humanity. Thank you for listening, and peace be your journey. Live your Ahimsa.